What's up, guys? This is the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Lives. You joined by my co-host tonight, Cole Patterson and Dalton Miller. Uh, we are not going to talk about the playoffs because we're going to do that next week. We're not really going to talk about Arizona because it's already come and gone. We're going to hand out our end-of-the-season awards for the year because we're going to be talking about the playoffs next week. So we figured out it'd be a you know great time to do it, kind of get away from a lot of the negatives of that Arizona game. We don't want to dive into the playoffs this week because we'll be doing it next week. So it's a good week to dive into the awards, and that's what we're going to do. So before we get started, fellas, how y'all doing tonight? Doing pretty well, man. Um, not looking forward to how cold it's getting down here, but you know, doing pretty well. How, how are y'all doing? Uh, probably colder than you um, <laughs> up here in Pennsylvania, but... Um, I'm doing okay. Otherwise, you know, getting off of COVID was was uh, that was not fun. But uh, it is it is what it is. It's over now. God, God, know you're okay. Yeah, missed you last week. Obviously, um, Hellman Hellman joined me last week, and that's the last time we're ever having him on after that shit show football game we saw Sunday afternoon. So, Hellman and my uh, pessimistic. Attitudes combined for oh yeah that would be yeah that time. would be awful good lord <laughs> we actually it was actually uh, I don't know if you guys listened to it but we talked about we were like what are the issues of this team heading into the playoffs and we didn't really have any and now we have a lot so <laughs> we were all opti- we were both optimistic for once and that came back to bite us right in the ass so that's the last time we're doing that but um. <laughs> We got a lot to talk about today. We got plenty of awards to hand out. So we're going to get started. We're going to copy kind of the Twitter list that rolls around a little bit and then add in a little bit of our own flavor. Um, I want to start with the biggest surprise of 2021. Um, Obviously, there's one week left heading into the playoffs. So we're just going to pretty much say the regular season's wrapped up. You know, nothing that can happen in week 18 should really change what we think about any of this anyways. So Cole... Your biggest surprise of the 2021 Dallas Cowboys season was? Probably just how good Micah Parsons has been, man. I mean, I know, uh, uh, at least me, I know you guys as well, kind of had, kind of wanted to see what Micah Parsons was going to be. Had some doubts when that pick was made, just as far as how the Cowboys were going to use him, how ready he was for the NFL and, and the role they were going to use him in. You know, he didn't play his last year at Penn State. Um, he didn't have a lot of film and coverage or a lot of, you know, film of what he's doing now. Um, the Cowboys, he didn't have a lot of film like that at Penn State. So it was it was a huge projection. Um, combine that with, you know, missing on the corners, passing on Rashawn Slater. There was some kind of, you know, negativity surrounding the pick. But uh, I think Parsons is, you know, surprised and exceeded just about any expectation anybody could have, even the biggest supporters of that pick. Probably couldn't see this coming. I mean, up until what Monday night um, when T.J. Watt had a you know, four sack game, he may have won the Defense Player of the Year before that performance. As a rookie, which kind of speaks to how good he has been. I think he's, that's clearly the surprise of the year. I think it's transformed the defense. It's kind of you know rubbed off on the whole team as far as you know they've gone from the defense has gone from a weakness to a legit you know positive. They create turnovers. They can they they're giving this offenses. They're, they're giving the offense chances to win more often than not. Um, they're, you know, like I said, taking the ball away. They're making big plays. And Parsons is a big reason because of that. He can 
um, play on the edge, can play linebacker. He can do a little bit of everything. They had him guarding Kenny Galladay, you know, a couple weeks ago, uh, which is, you know, just insane. They can be able to have that much versatility. I think that's definitely the surprise, at least for me, and it's, you know, played a huge role in the Cowboys. You know, they're game back of the one seed prior to last week, and I think he, he's a big reason why. Dalton, biggest surprise of 2021? It's, it's got to be Micah. There's just no no other option here. He's just so much better than I could have ever imagined a rookie being in his first year playing defense and playing all the different positions that he's had to play this year and being outstanding at all of them. Uh, for me, it's definitely Parsons. I agree with you guys, but since we both were all going to say the same thing and both of us going to be positive or everything was going to be positive, I'll go. A little bit more on the pessimistic side, but I'll say the biggest surprise for me is that these three receivers didn't, some because of injury and some because of just overall play, like I don't think they matched the expectations that we all saw going into the year. Um, I think that we thought that this was the best receiving core in the NFL heading into the year, and I don't really think they played like it. Uh, you know, they, there's drops there, there's there's some injuries there, there's been some inconsistencies with route running and route depths and all that there. And again, like some of their struggles can be contributed to Dak and Kellen and offensive line play as well. But I think when you put the stamp on those three is, Hey, they're the best unit in the league. And we're not sure it's all that close outside of maybe Tampa Bay. Um, I think it's, it was pretty, pretty big surprise to me that I was as disappointed in them this year. And it's not like they've been awful, but they just haven't lived up to the hefty expectations that we all kind of put on them heading into the year. I mean, that's, that's right. I mean, I think, we all again, mine would be Micah Parsons, but so we didn't say all the three yeah. same three things. It all wasn't like positive. I was just gonna switch it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think we were all expecting C.D. Lamb to take that next step, the way that you know Justin Jefferson has, um, even you know Jamar Chase having a monster season as a rookie. I think some of us expected, you know, C.D. Lamb maybe not to have historic numbers, but at least be that bona fide number one receiver, and he just. He's good, but he just has to take it in next step. So that's that's yeah. another good answer as well. Talked about CD Lamb, talked about, you know, taking that next step. Let's all give our most improved player from and I'm not gonna say from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one for the Cowboys, because maybe it's a rookie that just you know, obviously we'd say that Michael Parsons improved a lot from college to NFL. But uh Dalton, who's your most improved player for the Cowboys in twenty twenty one? Jordan Lewis. I, I thought Jordan Lewis had a really good and quiet year. Um, it was a year where the defense was really turning the ball over at a torrent pace, um, and he was one of the guys that continued to do it, but I felt like he played a much more consistent game this year in coverage. Um, so for me, uh, I'm going with J. Lou. Cole, yeah, what you got? I like the Jordan Lewis answer. Uh, I'll, I'll go with, you know, I go Cedric Wilson. You know, I think he's really emerged in a big way for this offense. I think the, you know, Michael Gallup injury at the beginning of the season really opened the door for him to shine and kind of show what he can do. Um, he really stepped up and, you know, took advantage of the opportunities that presented in front of him. And I'm sure we'll get in more to it probably next week. You know, with Gallup going down, I'm not as worried in the playoffs just because Wilson's shown what he can do. Uh, Dak trusts him. He Played pretty well against the Cardinals this past week at a touchdown reception, at two-point conversion reception. He's kind of been a huge bright spot in that receiver's room. Like like you said, they mean their receiver unit as a whole might not be as great as we thought it was going to be going into the year, but I think Wilson's 
uh, been a huge, you know, part in the offense. I'm gonna go with the uh, probably. I mean, me going last in the first two. You guys take them sometimes, but I'm gonna go with Terrence Steele. Um, okay. He wasn't like dominant this year by any means. I don't want to pretend like. I mean, we've come on this podcast plenty of times and told people they were crazy for thinking he was anywhere close to being a you know starter when all five guys got back. But I think from where he started at last year, which was an absolute disaster, to being a quality fill-in for most of the year this year, and he's had to play left tackle, he's had to play right tackle, he's you know filled in as that sixth offensive lineman some in run packages. So I think he's been asked to do a lot. Um, and I think he's improved a lot from year one to year two. And that's all you can ask for from an undrafted free agent. Um, like I said, he started probably five or six games for you this year. Um, played some quality snaps. He's been in a rotation at times at left tackle and right tackle this season, which is very strange. But, um, you know, based on kind of the expectations from him starting his career in Dallas and where they're at now, I think you can say that he's improved quite a bit to where, you know, you feel comfortable with him being that, sixth or seventh offensive lineman and and when he's on the in the game it's not like it's an absolute utter disaster like it was at times last year and stuff like that so i think he's improved quite a bit but um we'll move on to another we'll kind of stay on that topic just going a different direction but a player that needs to improve heading into the playoffs um and maybe that's you know maybe that's based on the last couple of weeks, maybe that's based on the entire year, maybe that's based on in order to beat teams in the playoffs, whatever that is, needs to improve. Um, I'll start there, and I'm not going to go with the easy one, which I'm sure everybody's at home thinking it needs to be Dak Prescott, and they relatively wouldn't. I'm not saying they'd be wrong. I still don't think he's playing as bad as a lot of people think he is, and maybe that's – I don't know. Just when I sit down and watch tape, I think that a lot of the things Jerry said over the last couple of weeks and a lot of Mark Schofield, Nate Tice, Robert Mays, guys who I respect and listen to when it comes to quarterback play, they don't think it's as bad as everybody else seems to be. They think there's a lot of other things going on with the offensive line, uh, the play calling, the route concepts and spacing and depths and all that as well. And, I, and I, it's hard to – the penalties have maybe called some of that stuff back. So for me um, – Someone who I think needs to improve heading into the playoffs, and I'm basing it off of a small sample size. But I thought Tyron Smith struggled a lot uh, last last week against the Cardinals. Um, had a tough matchup in Chandler Jones, but I think if this offense wants to get back on track, and I'm not going to use a whole unit as like saying the whole running game needs to improve, and I'm just talking about a single player. For me, it'd be Tyron Smith because I think that if that if he's got pressure coming off the left side. From the blind side, the passing game's not going to be able to get there. The deep passing game hasn't been there at all all year, and they lost their only real threat as a deep guy in Michael Gallup for the season. So I think if they want to get that deep threat back, they're going to have to get better protection. They're going to have to get better uh, pass protection up front. I think that starts with Tyron. I know he's dealing with an injury, but if he can improve heading into the playoffs, that can help the run game. It can help the pass protection. It can help the passing game as a whole. So that would be my big one off the jump. So, Dalton? Greg's our line. It's just got to make some kicks, man. Like, that, that's, all, that's all there is at the end of the day. Just start to make some freaking kicks. Yeah, that's that's a real good one, too. I didn't even think of that one, but, yeah. He's been brutal. <laughs> Cole? 
I'll go a little bit of a different route. Um, I'll go with, you know, Kellen Moore. Um, you know, I think he he's not a player, obviously, but I just think he really needs to improve, you know, whether it be the play calling, whether it be how he controls the flow of the game, you know, adjustments from drive to drive, quarter to quarter. Um, I think he really needs to, you know, have a big postseason if the Cowboys are going to have any chance to make a run. You know, Dan Quinn's made, done a lot with the defense. Um, there's obviously a lot of talent on the offense. I think he needs to improve. He, he, he needs to pick up the slack, really. He needs to do – he needs to carry his weight on that side. He needs to – we've seen some flashes of the offense. It seems like whenever they get down, it's like that's when they open up the playbook. That's when they play with – tempo um this or that and uh whatever the case is Kellen Moore really needs to improve going into the playoffs um as far as a player uh you know, I'll, I'll stick with the you know offensive line I think um I'd like to see some improvement from from the interior I mean I don't want to pick the entire unit but if the offensive line as a whole can play a little bit better interior if they can protect Dak um I think you know what to expect from Sack Martin more often than not. He had a, you know, not a great game against Arizona. Uh, Leo Collins is, you know, you expect a lot out of him. But if you can get some uh, strong play out of the interior, I think that can open up the run game and kind of, uh, you know, allow Dak to sit in the pocket and not have to, you know, feel pressure um, every time he drops back. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L. V-A-N-29.com. All right, I'm, we're going to move on to this next one, and we're going to exclude Micah Parsons from the conversation. <laughs> breakout player, because um, obviously Micah Parsons would be your breakout player this year, but breakout player not including Micah Parsons. Dalton, we'll start it off with you. Neville Gallimore. Neville Gallimore has been really good since returning from injury. I was not expecting it. It looks like he put a little bit of mass on. He looks stronger. He looks uh, elusive. Um, and he's really made a difference as a pass rusher and against the run. So for me, it's it's Gallimore. He looks huge. <laughs> like, almost to the point where you're like, damn, is he out of shape? But he doesn't, you know, he doesn't carry it bad. He's He's gotten so large, but stays playing with explosion and burst and quickness so yeah uh that's a big one especially for i think next year because like you said missed a lot of the year and probably still not at 100 percent you know strength and functionality with the the elbow he's got a big elbow brace on but 
think he could have a huge year next year too. But Cole, who's your uh, your breakout player? Yeah, I'll stay on the defensive line. I'll go with Randy Gregory. Um, I think he's had a really big season. Um, obviously, he missed a couple games there in the middle, but he uh, was huge. You know, when Demarcus Lawrence went down, he had that great game against New England. Obviously, highlighted by that Matt Jones sack and you know fumble all that. I think he's been a huge addition, or not addition, but huge. You know, presence off the edge. Him, uh, him playing, especially when Demarcus Lawrence is in the line, him playing kind of allows Dan Quinn to use Michael Parsons in a lot of different roles. He himself, you know, Gregory's able to get after the quarterback uh, at will, it seems like. Um, going into the year, we're talking about the defense. I was, I know y'all were really high on Gregory, and I was more of, you know, cautiously optimistic. I kind of wanted to see him play a full season, and he's uh, exceeded my expect- expectations Has been and has been a huge part of this defense's improvement sure all right we're gonna do one more of these like mini rewards before we get to the big stuff um we're gonna do x factor heading into the playoffs so not not like x factor of the year so far but a guy heading into the playoffs who needs to be that x factor and again i mean we'd probably say michael parsons so (laughs) let's uh stay away from michael parsons because he'd probably feel he'd probably be all these awards except for all the (laughs) pessimistic ones um I'll go ahead and start, and for me, I think the X factor heading into the playoffs is, for me, and and it's not like, all right, my X factor is Tony Pollard because I feel like he brings something to this offense that it lacks, and that's an explosive player right now. Um, You know, Michael Gallup out for the year, you don't have a guy who can really make that big play in the passing game. Just feel like if they gave Tony Pollard the reins and would allow him to carry the load as the, the runner um, and receiver out of the backfield. I think that could add that explosive element to the offense that it currently lacks. Um, and again, with the way defenses are playing this offense, they're going to have to start running the ball better, especially in the playoffs, because it can't be, you know, negative six, seven, eight EPA from your running game. And then, you know, wonder why the passing game can't get it done because when they're dropping seven seven guys into coverage every time against three or four receivers, it's just you're asking for disaster. So I think if they would give Tony Potter the reins and let him play like, you know, a lot of the analytics, analytics and metrics say that Tony Pollard is one of the better running backs in the NFL, I think could open up something as an offense that it's been lacking for quite some time. Cole, you got his X Factor? Yeah, I like the Pollard answer for sure. Um, I'll stay on the offensive side of the ball. Um, not really an underrated player by any means, but I'll go with Amari Cooper. Um, we haven't seen a big Amari Cooper game in seems like quite some time. Um, when he, I think he's due for one. You know, he's when he has a big game, I think the offense gets rolling. Uh, Dak really likes to go with go to him. It seems in big games, he's a guy that has the talent. You know, kind of take a game over. He's done that against obviously Philly a couple times. He's um, had, you know, he had a solid game against Seattle in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Um, that was his first season with the team, and Dak went, went to him a lot. Um, I think, although you know, we're confident in what Cedric Wilson can bring to the table. You know, Ceedee Lamb's a good player as well. I think Amari Cooper's going to have to step up without Gallup um, on the field. And just as far as the offense, you know, getting off the ground. Um, Offense has really struggled. If you can get Amari Cooper going, I think that can open up a whole lot of other things and get the unit going in the right direction. Dalton Miller? 
Greg Zerline. Make some freaking kicks, Greg. That's all I'm asking for. That's your X factor. That's my X factor. (laughs) Just make some freaking kicks. If you make some freaking kicks, we're 12 and 4. You probably you might win that um, Tampa game. Oh, well, you! I think you do win 13, the Tampa game. I think you win the Arizona game. Yeah, I mean, there's two wins there. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. That's a good answer. All right, next award: player you want to be cut right now, Dalton. What? <laughs> I think we know the answer. <laughs> I refuse to answer this. That was a joke, but um, all right. Let's get in. Let's get into you know the the couple of big ones, which is MVP, offense play of the year, defense play of the year, and coach of the year. Coach of the year. I'll start off. I think our answer is going to be the same. Dan Quinn. I think he's done a fantastic job. Don't think he did a great job last week against Arizona, but I think throughout the year. I mean, the difference between this 2020 defense and 2021 defense, while only adding a couple players, um, was just absolutely tremendous. So for me, it's Dan Quinn, and I don't think it's all that close. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to talk about. Um, Dan Quinn's definitely the answer. I think before the, you know, before the offense fell off, it could have been an argument for Kellen Moore at least to make it competitive. But yeah, I mean, Dan Quinn's well, a run guy. Don, you said Bones. He has been good down the stretch. Bones, that special teams has been insane with the punt blocks, kick returns. It's really been fantastic to watch that that unit work this year. Except he's the only reason your kicker's still around. (laughs) I mean, whatever. (laughs) Gotta take the good and the bad. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, he definitely, definitely, he's a guy a lot of people had questions about early in the year, but he's special teams has been great down the stretch, minus the kicker, so... Um, defense play, and again, I don't want us to use if we're gonna, you know, like let's try to mix it up to where offense player, defense play of the year is the same MVP. So try to mix it up even a little bit. So we'll go defense play of the year, Dalton. Ryan Anger, um, is my defensive player of the year. He's been outstanding, man. Um, and and I, I honestly I do view punting as a like a defensive stat, and I feel like he has been outstanding. Uh, getting real good hang time on those balls, um, kicking them far, um, and really not allowing much when it comes to the return. Dalton is worthless on this podcast tonight, so I apologize <laughs> for everybody listening. Um, Cole? What are you talking about? <laughs> I just wish people What's could What's wrong see. with my special teams talk? Uh, I think it's not, important, Connor. You've all, all your answers have been Greg Zerline or <laughs> Bones or Brian Anger. <laughs> He's not wrong. I still don't know. I can't remember our long snapper's name, but that's going to be one of your answers before. <laughs> yeah. That's probably his MVP for How all How dare you? <laughs> Cole, defense play of the year. I mean, it's got to be Parsons. I mean, not really a whole lot to really exp- explain there. Um, I mean, this would be different, I guess. Give some conversation. I'll, I'll say Diggs. I'll throw his name out there. Um, I did see a tweet, you know, about someone saying it's one of the worst, you know, seasons ever by a corner, which I thought was pretty laughable. Um, but I think he, I think he exceeded all of our expectations in a pretty big way. You know, taking that next step, he's a true ball hawk. He might not be that shutdown corner that a Jalen Ramsey is, um, but. He's a true game changer in the secondary. Um, I almost went with him as an X factor because I think he 
like I said, he's the kind of guy that can change a game in a playoff atmosphere. And um, Obviously, Parsons is a choice, but I think Diggs deserves some recognition there. Yeah, definitely. I, it's no question Mike Parsons. Um, he's not going to be my MVP just because we'll get to that in a little bit, but definitely the most impactful player on that defensive side of the ball and probably the second most important player on your team as a whole. Um, so offense play of the year. Cole, who you got? Ooh. Tough. Uh, I'll go. I mean, offense. You don't want them to be the same with MVP. I'll, I'll go with um, you know, Zach Martin. I think that's a pretty safe answer. You know, he's, you know, he can be first team All Pro. You know, he's, you, you know, what to expect from him. I think, I think any of the receivers really stood out the entire I'm, season. Real, real quick. Yeah. Because obviously, obviously, he's great. Has this been his worst year though? Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, by his and, and again, like he's been great. But yeah. I think, from a consistency standpoint and like game to game standpoint, there's been times where he's actually gotten beat two or three times and it's like, Holy crap, that never happens. <laughs> he yeah. didn't play that well. This, I mean, I uh-huh. didn't play that well against Arizona. He kind of got beat, but I mean, he's the still fantastic. I, yeah. I think, I think he's my answer. This offense player of the year, you know, you know, safe, not sexy choice, but, uh, you know, you know what you're going to get, right? You like to say, it's probably not his greatest season ever, but you know, it's still Zach Martin. I'm going to go with Dalton Schultz because I think yeah, that's your so. most reliable and the quarterback's most favorite weapon right now. Um, and again, he's been good. He's uh, he's taking care of the football here down the stretch. He catches just about anything thrown to him. Um, you know, he's making some guys miss in the open field. He's still not a great blocker, but I don't think he's a god-awful blocker either. When you put him up against Pro Bowl, All-Pro edge rushers, he's going to lose, but I think when he's asked to get in the way, sometimes he does a good job. Um, you know, I think that's the biggest thing about his game, that if he could improve to be a, a even better blocker, he could legit be a, you know, a bona fide top five, six, seven tight end in the league. And when you draft a guy in the fourth round, he turns into that by the time his contract's up. He's a, he's a big player in this offense. And again, Blake Jarwin's been hurt or not great, you know, since signing that deal. So you got to think if Dalton Schultz wasn't here, who would be? And I think that he's, he stepped in and, and been, you know, exceptional um, after I think everybody's ready to cut him a few years into his career. So you could you could make the case that he's probably your most improved player from, you know, 2019 to 2021. But for me, I think he's been down the stretch. He's been the one one consistent guy week in and week out. You know, he's going to be there for five, six, seven targets, 50, 60, 70 yards and catches a touchdown or two, um, you know, every other week. So. You know, I, I say it's him, Dalton. Tony Pollard. Um, I just think every time he touches the ball, some electric happens. Um, so for me, you know, he's my my offense player of the year. He's just for me the most fun to watch with the ball in his hands. And that's not trying to take anything away from CD. I love when CD gets the ball on a screen and he actually has a little bit of a runway. But um, Pollard, man, whenever he touches the ball, that explosion is just special. Yep, he's. Three rushes. I think he had six six total touches in the Arizona game, which still makes zero sense to me. But it's been it's not going surpri- to surprise, surprise me anymore. I can tell you that much. You mean the foot? You think they're worried about the foot? I don't think so. Had <laughs> any role? I think I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get them. I think they look at it as we're not running. We think Zeke's the best pass protector in the world, even though. He's really good, don't get me wrong, but it's not like he's seven stages ahead of Tony Pollard in the 
electricity Tony Pollard brings to your offense, I think outweighs the pass protection. But that's just yeah. me. Um, all right, MVP Dalton. Michael Parsons. Um, I, I love Dak, and, and I think Dak, for the most part, has been great this year. Um, but Michael Parsons has really been special at a couple of different positions, and in a way that I never thought he could be, and to, to the point where I think that he was the most impactful defensive player in the NFL this year. And that's to include T.J. Watt, who is going to win Defensive Player of the Year. I think Michael Parsons is more important to his defense, and T.J. Watt even is his yeah. so for for me it's it's michael parsons yeah i definitely think parsons is the most impactful player on this team just the way he's kind of transformed that defense is pretty special um for me i you know, kind of have to go at least for me i'm going with dak you know i think he you know he's had a rough you know stretch you know at least to his standards you know lately but first half of the season he's arguably the front runner for mvp if not you know at least in that you know conversation He's had some rough games, to, for sure. But I mean, he's—I think he's—he's he's obviously the most valuable player just because of position. But I think he's, you know, the guy that makes the engine go. Um, we've seen some flashes, you know, the Atlanta game, the Washington game. He last week he didn't play bad, baddest. You know, Twitter will make you out to think, but uh, I think he's the MVP. You know, he's—it's easy to say he's, you know, because he's the quarterback. But uh, if the Cowboys are going to make a run, it's going to be because of Dak Prescott. Yeah, I'm with you, Cole. I mean, you know, I think Michael Parsons, the, the fact that Michael Parsons is even in that conversation yeah. says a ton. Um, it's just, like you said, going back last week, you know, the, the I, I think Dak Prescott played, you know, a, 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 an okay game for the most part. I think he was a lot better in the second half than he was in the first half. Don't think he was as bad in the first half as some people make him out to be. But for me, you know, Without an okay game from Dak Prescott, you lose that game by two possessions, probably. Um, you know, you, you, a bad game from Dak is still, you know, 250 yards, three touchdowns. And, and again, we're looking at more than the statistics, but, you know, he, 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 he still, he's, again, we're talking about a game where the quarterback played mediocre and we're a Greg Zerline field goal away from probably winning that game. So, you know, just things like that. And, and, you know, the fact that, I think we saw a little bit of it last week where people want to know, you know, which I don't agree with this, but a lot of people are like, well, where was Micah last week? Because, you know, he didn't have sack, but he did have two tackles for loss. He made some game-changing plays. But you see that when he's not lined up at edge, you know, a lot that he can, you know, go through those spurts of, you know, manning up in coverage on a tight end or on a running back. And it's just that's why we have questions about valuable, you know, the 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 value of linebackers because you can scheme them out of things and and take them out from being difference makers and somehow Micah still is a difference maker while playing a high percentage of snaps at linebacker which just speaks to how valuable he is. Um so I mean I think it's got to be one of those two and I don't think any other answer is realistic in my opinion, but uh yeah. for me it's just Dak because he touches the touches the ball on every play and you know for Three quarters of this season, I think he's played like a top five quarterback, no doubt. I think for spurts of that, he played like a top three quarterback, and now we're probably seeing him play on that borderline top 10 to 12 level. So hoping that the penalties can chill out, coordinator can get it together, he can get it together, receivers can get it together, and they can go to the playoffs, and we can get the offense clicking like it was in the, the beginning part of the year. Um, yeah. But 
All right. Well, cool. We want to run through those awards. Um, y'all got anything else you want to touch on real quick before? Oh, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into a lot of stuff next week. But yeah, just we're, we're just going to talk about the playoffs today because, I mean, this this Eagles game coming up this weekend, it sounds like half the Eagles roster is on COVID. <laughs> sounds like both teams are halfway interested in playing and probably half they got one foot in, one foot out with not a whole lot of improvement to be done. So, if you told me that, real quick, if you told me that a defensive player would even, no matter who it was, a defensive player on the Cowboys would be in contention for MVP, I would think the Cowboys are, you know, rolling into the playoffs, top two seed, all of that. So it's just kind of, kind of crazy to think that we're waiting on the offense to get going and get clicking. But um, hopefully it's just, like you said, right around the corner happening. Yep. No, I'm with you. I mean, I know we we've talked a lot about what's wrong with the offense, what's wrong with whatever, and I think it's changed a little bit throughout the year from mainly seeing cover two to you know figuring out some things post snap from Dak like we saw last week. But I, mean, I just think I and again never wanted to do this, but I just think if that running game can just get going even a little bit, it'll help a lot of things out. Um, it won't put as much pressure on the passing game to be good and or be elite and carry the whole load. So, I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things is just getting that thing going and, and figuring it out and giving the football to Tony Pollard more, um, yeah. you know, getting him involved more. And, and, and you know, we, we like to spread the football around. I think that was the last thing I wanted to close with is just, you know, I, I saw Clarence Hill put out a tweet yesterday. They pretty much said that he's being told that the Cowboys – are telling him that they don't want to force feed a target. They want to spread the football around, which I get that. But when you got Sounds Amari like, Cooper, CD Lamb, and you're spreading the football around to, you know, five or six different guys, you're leaving better players out of the mix. So I would the same message they had 2018 pre uh, Amari trade. So like, oh, well, we're just going to receiver you know, by committee, spread the ball around. Again, like I, I, I halfway rolled my eyes about it last night, and then I thought about it a lot today, and I was like, Jesus, every time McCarthy or Kellen talks, they talk about how important spreading the football around is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you almost wonder if that's part of the issue, too, is, you know, is the quarterback sitting there going, okay, I can't, I can't force it to Amari, <laughs> even though he's on a practice squad, or I can't force it to CD, even though he's – He's open because I got to get the ball to Zeke. I got to get the ball to Schultz. I got to get the ball into his head kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I almost wonder if they just need to back off of that and just let the players play. Like, let let the guys run routes and the quarterback throw them the football. Let, you know, let that happen. But I don't know. It's it's We'll see what happens this week, but there's been a lot of talk about the offense, and they got one week to figure it out, and maybe they're already starting to work on some of the things they're going to show and install in the playoffs, and we'll see what happens when we get there. But uh, we'll be back next week to talk more about the playoffs game. Uh, the playoff game more than likely going to be the Cardinals. Could also be the Rams, depending on what happens this weekend. There's a small chance that we could see some movement in that top, you know, the t- two, three, four seed, and you could have some guys move up and possibly get a matchup against the 49ers or. Something like that, but more than likely you're going to face the the wild card winner um, of that NFC West division, which is going to be the Cardinals and Rams. So those are the teams you need to be scouting if you're looking to get ahead of it. But um, till next week, we're talking star playoff game coming up. Positivity, 
It wasn't all the refs. Let's get get another win on the docket before we move into uh, the games that that really matter. So we'll be back next week on the Talk of the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Lodzi. See you guys next week. Thank you.